Hey, I'm Danny Mazer, and you are listening to the Soul Stories Podcast, an extension of Soul Stories, where we curate spaces for difficult conversations and create connection through dialogue, storytelling, and creative expression. On this season, we will be bringing you stories and poetry from an event we hosted this past April. It was called Unpacked, a creative dialogue on consent. Hey there. You probably already guessed, but this is not Danny. My name is Hannah Skews. I'm a member of Soul Stories, and I co-created this event in April with Danny called Unpacked, a creative dialogue on consent. Danny, I, and eight other brave and beautiful souls performed poems and stories about our personal experiences with this topic. Coming up, you'll hear taco aficionado and friendship enthusiast Devin Pitts Rogers talk about his own difficulties with understanding and talking about consent. Devin is a really good friend of mine, and I think you'll figure out why he's one of my favorite people when you hear his story. So a few months ago, I was catching up with a friend from undergrad. In the time since, she'd begun nannying on top of her full-time work. We ended up discussing the then recent Kavanaugh hearings and Christine Blasey Ford. This friend told me that despite the child she was nannying coming from a progressive household, his opinions were already being influenced by his classmates. Women lie, he was told. Not old enough to be in middle school, his peers had already sold him on a narrative where a victim is disingenuous. His parents had not yet spoken to him about consent. Previously, this was all right, but with the abundance and access we have with media, children find out sooner and sooner about sex, regardless of whether or not parents are ready themselves for these conversations. And I think this really hits home for me Back in 2013, many of us still had optimism. Sai was still enjoying the success of his hit single, Gagnum Style. <laughs> and I was working at a GameStop during the release of Grand Theft Auto V. A mother brought her son in to buy the game. He couldn't have been much older than 12, maybe 13. We were usually encouraged to inform the parent of what content was in the game, so if the person was receiving the game under the age of 17, uh, the parent or guardian could make a more informed decision. Just so you know, he'll be able to run over pedestrians and shoot a cop right in the face in this game. Oh, he's seen worse than that. He can also get thrown out of the strip club for touching. Eyes widening, she responds to him, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> now, Something tells me she wasn't thinking about whether or not California, the state the game's fictional city exists in, allows for patrons of the club to touch women, but she was more upset that sexual content had been bundled with her son's shooting spree. Her son might not grow up to experiment with voluntary manslaughter, but he probably will grow up to experiment with his sexuality. Even more, he then existed in the age where he needed to learn about not only sex, but the importance of consent. To really speak towards that importance, let me talk about my own experiences with learning about sex and consent. For starters, when I was 12, I was made fun of for not knowing what jacking off meant. And this is still all before the age where kids had a pocket computer and access to the internet. 
the conversation that I had had with elders had been pretty consistent. Your body is going through these changes because you will want to have sex. Unprotected sex means babies and or diseases. Wear protection. You might love them. You might not. <laughs> My grandfather would assure me on a more than one occasion that all it took was a single sperm to get a person pregnant. Given that I'm talking to all of you about this now, we can all rest assured that his teachings wouldn't be forgotten. It is kind of a tumultuous transition, after all, to go from, ew, girls are icky, and you don't like them, to, oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> the talk is embarrassing for sure, and the idea of sex still seems like a distant and far-off thing. But still, these conversations are important, and parents need to play a role in shaping how their kids view sex. Another important piece that doesn't often seem to make the cut is valuing the space of yourself and that of the people around you. You start hearing stories of when this doesn't happen soon after and it's horrifying. I remember when I was in high school and a teammate of mine was telling me about really the rumors surrounding the shenanigans that took place at a party. A girl who was very inebriated was talking to performing an act on a boy that was there. That is to say that he talked her into doing that. While both teammates laughed, I couldn't contain my shock. She might have done it sober, was the notion. Her own agency was never considered. Why would it be? This was funny. The thing is, however, that someone's consent can still be violated even without the sort of nefarious intent that most of us do try to recognize. There are gray areas too, and this is where it can be difficult. We, especially as guys, have this idea that if she doesn't want to, she'll say no. It's as simple as that. And that brings us to my story the time that I didn't read these signs. There was a woman a few years ago that I had grown close with. We had toyed with the idea of dating, but with mixed signals and a closed window of opportunity, it ultimately wasn't happening. While talking one day, she admitted that she was having a hard time at work. Her boss was using his position of power over her to make advances towards her. She was in no way interested, so it made her uncomfortable. I invited her out to come out with some coworkers and myself at a bar. It was a work night, so nobody would be getting too crazy. At the end of the night, I asked if I could kiss her as a sort of way to give her some degree of comfort. She obliged, and we kissed. Later that week, she seemed very busy with work. That had happened before, so I didn't really give it much more thought. But about a week later, I reached out again, and she had something to say on that night the last night that we'd seen each other. As it turned out, she had felt that I had taken advantage of her in a vulnerable moment to get what I wanted, and she didn't want to see me anymore. I couldn't believe what I had done. Had she said yes because she didn't think it would matter if she said no? Uh, did she fear of what might happen if she had said no instead of a yes? As understanding as I tried to be as a person, I still did something that really hurt someone I cared about. It may not have been the intent, but reality often outweighs that, and the hardest lessons are the ones where someone else gets hurt in the process. Consent can be more gray than it is black and white. As much as I struggled with it myself after that incident, and as much as I struggled with myself, it at least made clear that consent wasn't always clear-cut like I had previously thought. I wouldn't ever want to hurt anyone in this way, and yet that still happened. We're all capable of fucking up, really, of 
crossing boundaries and not having the control that we like to think that we do. I don't think I could really give you the perfect idea of what consent is, but from firsthand experience, I know it can be complicated. Sometimes it's simply recognizing that now is not the time for that. Sometimes it's realizing your actions have consequences that you can't see at the time. Sometimes it's as simple as asking. I also know that we won't even get close to the right answers without having these conversations about it with our kids, with our friends, with our classmates, and even our teammates in our locker rooms. So fewer people have to learn only after they've violated someone else's space. So please, have these conversations. It never hurts to ask. Hey, it's Hannah again, thanking you for your time and energy while listening to stories from Unpacked, a creative dialogue on consent on the Soul Stories podcast. I also once again and always want to thank the poets and storytellers for their vulnerability and honesty. One of the main goals of Unpacked was to offer up these narratives as a starting point for talking about consent. And I'd love to hear from you about how they impacted you. We would also be very grateful if you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts like this one and share this episode with the people you care about. Also, follow us on Instagram at Soul Stories Denver and find us on Facebook. We at Soul Stories are so incredibly lucky to be a part of this community. Thanks for listening and being a part of it. <laughs>